Aquaman, swift and powerful monarch of the oceans, with ability to summon and command all creatures of the deep. Aquaman, who with his teenage ally, Aqualad, guards and defends all that lives in the seas against the forces of evil. Aquaman, king of the seven seas. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Third Degree Burn. What you're about to hear is a roundtable discussion on the new film Aquaman. It stars Brian Hughes, Chris Hughes, Beth Hughes, Frank Canepa, Michael Carlisle, and Tim Elliott. Uh, I would like to apologize for the quality of the, of the sound. We recorded this in a, uh, a rather noisy restaurant uh, following the film, so this is not the the quality is not the best. But enjoy. Hello, everybody. We're here at what is Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks, okay. And we're about to make a commentary segment on Aquaman. A review. A review. A roundtable review. The table is kind of rectangular. But but you forgot to say that this is the third degree burn world on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. And a kid that you will never know. No, you've been on a previous one. You're a on the couple. Superman. Well, um, that was like what? You've been on Weekly Heroics. Three, uh, when? Talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming and Titans. Yep. Oh, regular podcast. No. You still gonna do a commentary on one of our games? Hello, uh, welcome to Third Degree Burn. I'm Chris. I'm Beth. Brian Hughes. Frank Canavan. Tim Elliott. Mike Carlisle. And we're here to make a comprehensive review. No, 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 we're just doing a roundtable discussion on... Aquaman. Aquaman, the movie. The latest entry in the DC. That's over there. The wings. Over here. Oh, here, baby. Already, already. Do you want some wings? No. Okay, do you want some wings, Mike? It's probably too hot for me. No one wants to eat. We ordered for the table. I, I can't eat them. All right. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a mozzarella stick. I'll have one of those. Sure. Mm. Oh, no. Mm, so good. Okay, so what I noticed immediately. Wait, shouldn't we do a spoiler-free section? Where you don't talk about the things that are going on in the movie, but give it kind of a overview of what you feel. First and foremost, it was fun. It was fun, but it uh, it was fun because it played off of themes that I've always found fun before, and. I'm not going to go into any more depth than that because I don't want to do. I want to wait for the spoiler right. section. We'll talk spoilers for you real quick. Get everybody's impression of it, then we'll go into spoilers. Well, I can tell you that Aquaman is finally the Aquaman that I had always envisioned as a little girl. The Aquaman that I always used to see was so slender. Not muscular, someone who fights against the current of an ocean, 
to just be huge, right in their neck and around their arms. And this Aquaman is the best interpretation I've ever seen, in my opinion. So I was really excited to watch the movie because of it. Now the movie itself, it has some issues, but for the most part, I loved it. A lot of action. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a number because I'm a number guy, and I'm gonna say that uh, that, for the, that I would have think that out of a, out of a ten point score that Aquaman's about a seven. That finally DC has kind of slipped in and figured out the Marvel formula for hitting the story beats that you need to for a superhero movie. That it, out of all the movies that I felt this movie was closest to, this seems to me to be closest to the very first Thor movie. It had some, it had some chord intrigue, it had a superhero story, and it was all kind of mixed in with a lot of fantastical elements. I was thinking Thor too, because I think Momoa's interpretation of him is very Thor-like. It's definitely, definitely a big bruisery type guy, and he's got all these things he has to accomplish, and he's not certain he wants to do any of them. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a crowd pleaser. And it is so much better than uh, what they was doing with the Snyderverse. And I encourage everybody to go see it. I, I found myself comparing it to three different movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it, not comparing it, but it reminded me of three different movies. It, it wanted to be like Wonder Woman. All right? It had elements in that. You know, it's obviously it's out of water elements from other characters. No pun intended there. Black Panther, but more from uh, the Killmonger side. It was uh, like if it was a good Killmonger, it would have been his story. And then um, Green Lantern. The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Maybe think of that. Not, both, mostly from the visuals. And that, you know, you saw the separation of all the worlds. And then, of course, you had Thor Morrison, who played a Dean in that one. And he, uh, he played, of course, uh, Aquaman's father in this one. But I, I found there was there was a lot to compared comparison those three movies. I think your rating is a pretty good one. It's at a seven. Definitely would recommend it. I know that the hardcore comic readers are going to have several, several points where they're just going to go, okay, let's get past this and move on to the next part, you know? But for the most part, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it maybe a six and a half, six, six and a half. I think if I was more of an Aquaman fan, I might get rated higher. I'd be more invested in him. I, I saw more Guardians in it. I thought his relationship with Mara, Mora, Mara, 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 was very uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Gamora. Gamora, yeah. Uh, I didn't think their chemistry worked very well. And I thought their humor was so forced. That, I did too. That brought me out. The, the jokes they were doing between them, was, I thought, was very forced. It wasn't very organic. Or done a hundred times over. In other movies. It's kind of sitcom type humor. Yeah. Well, that, you one of my it? biggest complaints in the whole movie was Mira. Yeah. She was such a Mary Sue. She could not do anything wrong. 
I didn't, I didn't really care too much for the, the I think the actress that played her was gorgeous but they did something really weird with her hair making it this bright almost cosplay wig hair I hated that color that the color just stood out so much else but again this is them trying to replicate this look and feel of a Marvel movie which is bright and get away from a snidery darkness but their visuals were the underwater stuff is great a lot like Avatar and, yeah. and, and therein, I think I had a problem with it in that so much of this is stuff we've seen in movies before. Valerian, I mean, we've been seeing the same kind of yeah. bright visual cityscape since Blade Runner came out. True. But they just keep doing it over and over again. And it, and it felt like at that scene, I kind of checked out when they're kind of surfing through the city for the first time. Of the it it kind of got to a point where you're like, eh, okay, this is good, but... You know, let's move on. Let's get to the next one. I, I got an episode scene. one vibe. Yeah, yes, yes, definitely, definitely felt a little bit like we were going back to the Star Wars So I'm with that too. It felt very Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. the whole underwater stuff. But. I felt a lot of. Oh, I felt a lot of. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yep, yep, I can see that. Well, one of the things I like though. Was that while they had the Atlantean architecture in there, it didn't sit there and take away the natural ocean ocean floor, the shipwrecks and everything that was down there. It looked it looked as much organic as it could be. It didn't, you know, as good as the Elvis stuff in the Lord of the Rings movies. So I'll say this: I thought the underwater scenes were such an improvement over the scenes in Justice League. Yeah. Oh, those are terrible. Oh, you haven't seen this? Well, talking about Momoa's chemistry with Amber Heard. Uh, you got one here, one here, and who else had one? I had a money crystal. So, one of the things that I, I liked about her hair, the reason why I liked the color of her hair, was because it looked to me... It looked to me... It looked to me like they were taking, uh, taking, no, but what I was saying, it looked to me like they were taking the palette of a comic book and using that to color her hair. And so a lot of, uh, like her, her, her suit was super green. And so again, more comic book power. And that's what I enjoyed about her looks. I can understand why you wouldn't like her red hair, but I liked it because of that, that not, not so much an homage, but an attempt to kind of justify the color palette of the comic book by saying, this is the way she looks. And we try to get as close to that in the comic book as possible. You want to get into? Can we kind of talk about it more? So we're going to get into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen Aquaman, turn us off. Come back. 
But remember, we liked it. There, there wasn't anybody that hated it, and I, I can guarantee you, if uh, you're an emotional person, it might even drag a tear or two from it. I can guarantee you, if you're a woman, you're going to like it more than Wonder Woman, because both of the women I went with said they liked it more than Wonder Woman, which... I did it. Well, there was significantly more eye candy for the ladies. That's where it was exactly. <laughs> Jason Momoa barely puts on his shirt. And barely, barely tugs his pants up. <laughs> okay, so let's let's get into it. Now, I want to talk special effects for a moment, though. Was there ever a moment that actually took you guys out of the movie? Yes, some of the green screen. When, when they were young, when they first met, they really CG'd their appearance to look younger. And it was distracting. They looked artificial for a lot, a lot of that early part. And Especially when they were underwater. No, I'm talking about when they first, the, the two first mates. Dad and Underwater as well, but the, them on shore, first meeting, I was, I, it, it looked like the the Carrie Fisher CG work that they did in Rogue One, only not quite as good. Not bad, not not a whole lot worse, but not quite as good. It looked a little bit like I agree with you, Frank. I thought that threw me out too because it was it was as good as Michael Douglas and Ant Man. I thought they did a wonderful job. Yeah, it was more Kurt Russell and uh, uh, Guardians Two. Jet Bridges and Fox. Yeah. So that took me out right away, and I thought, all right, they're going to have to not do this later. They're doing this to make them look young. I'm going to get past it. I'm going to ignore it for now, and then wait till later on. And I'm sure they're going to they're going to make it right. And they did. So. Oh, I didn't realize that that actor was at first. They had done some de aging job on it. it. Wasn't until later I realized that it was Jacob Fett. Yeah, I didn't realize who it was. Let me ask you this: Is it my? Um, because I'm not up on my Aquaman lore. Is is Orum? You know he has a half brother. But that's not. I thought Ocean Master was a human. Has he always been his half brother? I don't think he always was. In like in the seventies, I don't remember that he was his brother. I just knew he was Orum. But I, I could be wrong on that. Because I, I never read the, the actual Aquaman comics or adventure comics that he was in. Then. Not most of my exposures from Justice League. So I, I had the, I had two really, really kind of handy things that happened to me. Number one is before going into Aquaman, I, I pulled through the crab box and pulled out all the Aquamans and just read through them all. And at least as late as the the New Fifty Two, uh, Orin was his brother, his half brother, and they're actually, actually the Keith Giffen. And Robert Lauren Fleming, Legend of Aquaman series mentions his brother, which is uh, way back in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So definitely, and, and it was really neat because 
all of the things that I found in these books, they, they popped up in the movie. There was a couple of issues with Black Manta, there were a couple of issues with Ocean Master, um, Dr. Singe, the guy that, that knows all the mythology of Atlantis and has the big court board with all the pins stuck yeah. in it. He appeared in a couple of issues with John's run. Um, all of these little kind of areas kind of flowed right into the, the movie. The second thing was, I didn't see it at Tinseltown, like I said, I saw it at Flick's Brewhouse, which... Flick's Brewhouse, before the movie, they do custom, uh, like, kind of to try and get you in the mood of what you're watching. So before the movie, they showed clips from Justice League, from Justice League Unlimited with uh, him fighting uh, Ocean Master. Uh, the animated movie that was direct to DVD that he was in, where him and Mara first meet. Uh, and they also showed uh, the uh, oh shoot! It, it, they showed the new adventures of Aquaman from way back in the seventies. Oh, the filmation ones! Yes, oh, those were horrible. Yes, they, and they were horrible on there too. They had a they had a talking walrus that came in safe with it. That Aqualad, wasn't it? But they did all this stuff on the big screen, so you're just sitting there getting ready for the movie, and you're just like, this is so awesome, because this is, this is just crazy stuff, this is, and this is what we're going to go Did they not play the Adventures of Superman with Aquaman? They, they didn't, nor did they do the, I kept looking to see if they would do the small bill where Aquaman appeared in a couple of episodes. But it was so... That guy's playing Hawk from Hawk and Dove. Right. But, um, no, then Justin Hartley, yeah, the New Adventures, I think, was the they got. And then Justin Hartley, who played Green Arrow on Smallville, did a pilot for an Aquaman TV series that you can watch on YouTube, I think. He's now, of course, on This Is Us. Well, Entourage is all based around the fake Aquaman movie, wasn't it? Entourage? Yeah. Was it all based on him? Was he going to And everybody's like, what, they're going to sit there and cast a guy with dark hair? Well, obviously they proved that they can do that and do that well. Because the movie, the movie worked in whatever way. So, one of the things that I noticed is that they hit on a bunch of mythological themes. I think they were trying to give Aquaman more gravitas by him doing the things that um, uh, that Hercules did to an extent, right? He goes on an adventure, like Heracles. He goes to find the thing, and Joseph Campbell says that in the hero's journey, the the, the adventurer is always a young man who leaves. He goes to find the thing, whatever the thing is, and then he returns it back to provide value to his people. Right? The the shield, the sword, the thing. He goes to get the thing. So, well, yeah. Arthur pulls the sword from the stone. Right. But he never just like yeah. Bang. And so. Then he goes, it, he does the mythological dive into Hades, where he then goes to rescue his mom from Hades. 
and in the process of that journey, comes back with the with the sword of the in this case the trident. So we played on themes that we are either consciously or subconsciously aware of in almost all of our storytelling, and they force and it's also. He's the reluctant hero. He doesn't want to be the king. He doesn't want to be the hero. He's, and that is why he is the one who should be the hero. So he's not looking for power. That's why he's trying to be hero. Right. And that's and so they made they did all use all the themes. Some might say tropes to to force you to be on his side, to be on Aquaman's side. And I think they did it successfully, but I think that it's very important to, to, to have an understanding of those mythological themes when watching this so you can see them played out. I think they were executed well. I enjoyed it, but uh, um, without that understanding of those mythological themes, you, 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 will, be, you will be subconsciously experiencing those events instead of consciously being part of that process knowing ah here he is going into hades and and like persephone you know recovering persephone from 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 hades you know in the in the mythology in the mythological thing so you're saying you don't have to read the odyssey in order to understand that no what i'm saying is that you will subconsciously understand it because of all the movies and all the stories that are all playing off the same mythological stories over and over again you'll be subconsciously aware of it but if you're consciously aware of it then you'll see them stand out right you'll go ah you're doing Persephone here. Ah, you're doing Hercules here. Ah, you and, and it's and it's it's enjoyable. It's still enjoyable. And he clearly isn't a regular human. He's clearly of Herculean stature because nobody gets knocked around like that into chunks of metal and stone and gets up and brushes it off. No one, no one gets shot with a rocket-propelled grenade. Yeah. <laughs> and just gets and, up off the deck. And, and to me, while all that was impressive, when Manta came at him and just tried to stab him with the sword, and it was thud right against his chest, that to me was like one of my favorite moments in the movie. It was so early, too. You know, they, they, it almost feels like they were doing... Okay, we've got to take the Aquaman. We've got to make him as strong as Superman. You know, at that point, I think I, I kind of chuckled to myself because the idea just popped into my head. You know, it's like they should have used like a poster, harkening back to the old Superman posters. You know, where they said Superman, you believe a man can fly. Aquaman, you believe a man can swim. It just felt like the same kind of. Well, we're gonna make him bigger and better. Than him. You've ever Saturday seen it. is NFL Saturday. Coming up next, all the NFL Network. We're going to ask everybody's opinion on Since it's theorized that Superman does that quote, why he kind of telekinetically pushes himself. Right. That seemed like the same thing was going on in the ocean. Because they weren't swimming. They were somewhere propelling themselves. They could uh, some kind of a subconscious control of the water and was pushing them. Or if, if you remember in Justice League, when, when he was talking to Batman about his powers, he said he's not talking to the fish. 
And the like water does the talking. Like it's a living being itself. And I think that's why when Black Mantis said, um, we need your help, he said, ask the sea for help. Because it's a living thing. Ask for mercy for the sea. Yeah. Well, I do have a question to prove if it's making sense or not. Because if you watch Justice League and Aquaman, you'll tell that when Steppenwolf came to Earth... The first time. Yeah, the first time. And the forces that were uh, trying to... Who was fighting, fighting against the gods of Olympus? He was fighting against the Green Lantern. He was fighting against all these, you know, mythological characters from thousands of years ago. You're trying to find when does Adelan go into that? Was Adelan in that battle? Yeah, Adelan was there. And why? He made the sword millions of years before. How is he still alive unless the Trident is keeping him alive? And if that is true, why was he dead? He thought he was dead. That might yeah, be, yeah, I might have to look into that, because that definitely sounds like they, they missed a thing or two between, you know, Zack Snyder's and Who else? They're saying in the flashback, right. the yeah. king is fighting in the past. Yeah, Atlas. I want to know where were all the, where were all the Japanese mecha fighting Steppenwolf, because those things were pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> I was like, one, oh. there one there that Aquaman brought up at the end look like the Kaiju from Pacific Rim. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, and, and, and that, that we got We got to talk about this just for a second. I have to address How that. How crazy is it that Julie Andrews is voicing the Kraken in this movie, and she's not in Mary Poppins Returns at all? It is not that crazy. How crazy and shocking is it that that is Julie Andrews as the I Kraken? Know that was. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. either. Wow. After the movie, I was looking it up like. Wait, what? Wait, is this? They didn't. They didn't. And, and wait the until you find out who the who the leader of the crab people is. Which, as soon as we saw the, the briny guys, as soon as we saw the briny crab people, I'm sitting there going, "This is South Park." I'm hearing crab people over and over in my head now. I cannot stop. Look, up, look it up. Is that Sala? Wasn't that Sala from Raiders Lost? John Ray Davies. John Ray Davies. Yes, exactly. Okay. For what I have to say, one thing. They, they, at the beginning of the movie, there is a snow globe with a with a, uh, a, a light tower in it, right? A lighthouse in it. As they're panning to see her on the couch, right? The queen on the couch. Sitting directly below... Is the Dunwich floor. Exactly. And the moment I saw that, I thought, we're going to see Cthulhu. Oh, or we're going to see something Cthulhu-like. I was so hoping that it would be like exactly. And because when you know the you know the, the, the memes that they have the memes that they have online are all they show up they show up like you know Aquaman riding on top of Cthulhu's head and he's like coming in and he's like yeah yeah I can control the sea creature look at me now and then he's got he's like yeah but I still wanted to see that too but the moment this the moment there was tentacles that were coming out I was like yes. I was like. Oh, uh, this is going to be badass. This is going to be Cthulhu. And then it was Julie Andrews' voice, and I went, 
I cannot picture Cthulhu with Julie Andrews' voice. Did anybody else think Gozer from Ghostbusters when she started talking more? I never, I did. I, I, but did anybody else think that the the thing from the French looked like Merman from He Man? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that reference. Okay, what was the biggest surprise to guest star? You know, I mean, surprise guest star? Well, I mean, we all knew that we were going to have Jason Momoa. We knew we were going to have Amber Heard. We were going to have. I knew that Willem Dafoe was in it. I did I didn't know not that. know that Dolph Lundgren was going to be in it. I was so happy for Dolph Lundgren to be in a big movie. Yeah. 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 When I was watching the movie, I was watching it and trying to figure out if I can make any connections with people who are in the cast from other movies I've seen. And the guy who was the half-brother, I can't Patrick Wilson, that surprised me about that. Really? Oh, man, yeah. Patrick Wilson's in his movie? And the first movie that popped up to my head was either that movie or the movie fans, you know this movie, The Conjuring. Yeah, he does the horror movies. He does the... Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yes, we do let our son watch the Watchmen movie, so send child protective services out of the I just can't see him as a bad guy. It, it really didn't make sense to me. He's the only character in the movie I did not understand as a bad guy. This is Patrick Wilson's best role. I mean, he was just intense. You know? I mean, he's been in so many different movies. I've seen him do a lot of different parts where he's the nice guy, the okay guy, the love interest, whatever. But this one, he was so intense that I didn't, I didn't associate it with any other role. Did you think they were doing something to his face? It yeah. looked like they had done something to make They were de aging him. He doesn't need to be de aged, but right. he looked smoothed over or something. I yeah. What, yeah. There was The moment he put on that helmet, oh God. I was like, oh my God, it's Ozymandias. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ozymandias who's in charge of this. It's the first thing I thought. But that, that is the, the, the Ocean Master Mask. I, mean, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was just like geeking out when I saw that. His whole costume for the last part of the movie was my favorite costume in the whole movie. Oh, so I, I like Mantis. Who, oh, yeah. Mantis. Like Mantis. Yeah. The thing he had that, that gun and had the two barrels. Like, I know those are going to go. Yep. <laughs> the biggest problem I had with Mantis was Manta. Oh, Manta, I'm sorry, Manta. Manta. I'm sorry. <laughs> the biggest problem I have with it is that there was no articulation around the neck because that helmet had to be heavy and his head had to be flopping around. And so to try to help him hold that head steady, he needed some kind of robotic support to allow him to move his head like a normal person. Maybe it's made out of Atlantean metal. It was super light. I'm gonna be honest. After reading through the comics that I read through, I did I could not see William Defoe as Joker. I just because he's always depicted as an older, white-haired, wizardy-like guy, and Defoe's character was you know you pretty much kind of have him as okay, he's green balanced. You just don't see this. When they de-aged him, they maybe think for some reason it's a row. Yeah. From the old comic. He would have he would have made a great kid. Yeah, he would. Now Chris has a point that he wants to say about the black man. When, when you said about uh, when you said about his helmet being really heavy, 
It's extremely dark because it was in water almost all the time. And it should have been less denser up in the air because it's finally been up on the surface. He was, when, he was jumping around on shore on the rooftops. On the rooftops yeah. and he was fighting him on fighting him on land. Almost very little of it was in the water. But they they, they took it almost right. directly from the or from the my, my Mantic knowledge comes from Super Friends. Super Friends. Challenge yeah. Super Friends. Legion <laughs> <laughs> of Doom. Look, he was awesome. Just to watch him, watch the beams come out of the eyes. That was the most effective. I did better than anything he had done with Cyclops in any of the X Men movies. It was even better than a lot of the heat vision that we've been seeing in Man of Steel and all that. Well, it's because they get Cyclops wrong every time. They always give him like lasers. It's like, no, it's a force beam. They never get they never got it right. Right. About the only thing that I didn't like about this, and we know that we know that the character, the Aquaman character, is he's not gonna he's not gonna, you know, have anything more horrendous thing that happened to him through the movie, which isn't really a big shock or surprise, but he does get blasted by those, those beams one time. And we see them take out an entire cliff or something or a rock. Thinking out, Phil. All right, now you're now you're pushing my suspension of disbelief. It, it, it should have should have been a glancing blow or breeze past him or knocked something into him. You're not just gonna he got kind of a burn on his arm. Yeah, but now he oh, he's just a little burn. It's a little he needs a little sad. That, that, that really that really kind of but he helped. Had, he had help. He killed him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Help in the water helped him. But I mean, you know, I mean, they showed in Justice League that he held his own against Steppenwolf several times when he fought him. Right. And he took, took a lot of beating from him, and it just didn't hurt him. They definitely established that he is incredibly, incredibly tough. So I had no problem with, with him being that kind of tough, especially that weapon. I think I think they had to establish him as being super tough. So only something like the, the Tridents might be able to hurt him. But the knives that Black Manta got later on with the Atlantean Steel. I, I mean, I, I didn't have with that at all. The, the, the only thing, it was funny because it, it's what got me thinking about the special effects in the movie, was when he got thrown off, when they fighting around the rooftops, he goes flying off one building, just lands on one of the other ones, rolls off, and down. It was a good faraway shot. It looked like those practical effects. It didn't look like CGI. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was like, really? I mean, that's just what it brings about the movie, but it also just shows like, that durability he's got. They never did, though, say, well, does he need to be in water to be healthy? Yeah, and the comments is always that he had some kind of liquid where he would dry out. That's one of those weaknesses that you've got to put in just so that you have a story element weekly that you can come back to and create some new story. Well, at least now they've got a weakness they can get to name or And they didn't seem to give him too much of a problem about being in the desert. No. And that's what I, I would have assumed he would have been like, oh my god. Why am I in the desert? Yes. I am not adjusted for the desert. Look, I thought that was funny that that was the kingdom of the deserters, right? Right. Is that what we're supposed right. to get the word desert from? Yeah. Deserters is desert. That's how I wonder if that's here. Yeah. My big problem with Aquaman, this is from, uh, this is a problem you have with a lot of movie stuff. He comes from Maine. He has no Maine accent. He sounds more... He's a little too broy for me, you know. I wanted to oh, he's awkward. He's yeah, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be more of a make him a Maine or a Boston kind of a. Like, don't make him sound like Mark Wahlberg, but give him more of a a tough guy, South Boston kind of a 
Okay, what are the two most successful roles that Jason Momoa has played? Besides, aside from Frontier. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Where he never spoke. Right. And yes, there's a reason for that. I know. He was in Baywatch. He was in Baywatch. He was a lifeguard in Baywatch. For now, a has he ever done a British accent, maybe? No. I mean, the fact is that he's, that he's played Jason Momoa. Pretty much everything I've seen him. Yeah, he's, he's, except he's, for he's got a range. Yeah, he's except got a very, very narrow, very narrow. He's got the Aquaman hey, range. Let's Tom be honest. Cruise has a very narrow range, and he's and, like and he's uber, uber successful. Well, let's be honest. He, Jason Momoa is in this movie because he brings in a certain audience member. Yeah, yeah. and and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm okay with that because. That you know, that there's there's reasons for everything. That's sure. that's quite okay. That's fine. And see, yeah. that's the point. Here's the point here: is that Jason Momoa, while he is that huge guy that looks like you know he could tear you apart, he's something that anybody could be. You know, I mean, he's 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 your point of view character in, in, in other ways. He was someone you could probably relate to more evenly than say Flash in the Justice League movie. I, I, I thought that he's a more relatable character. It's like those, those bikers come up to him and have yeah. their little scene with him. And you're like, okay, so he can go back some of the people. I love that scene right there. Yeah, yeah that actually was was a, a, a kind of a favorite character building moment for me, too. It's like, yeah, yeah this is this is really kind of, it's good, it's goofy, and it doesn't, it's not dark. Well, I just completely related to that. Because, you know, that's a lot like me. Like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. And then I started doing it, and then I realized, oh my god, I'm having a good time. <laughs> well, that was very Thor-like when he started, he started drinking with his dad. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. That was really awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'm glad, and for the most part, I don't think anybody died this film, did they? Well, other well, than the countless soldiers. Yeah, yeah. The nameless. Black the nameless Mantis group. dad died. Well, you know, red shirts. That crab guy lost his arm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just, he just died of oh, sitting on no, the floor. No, the one who was Oh, that's true. The fish guy. Fish guy. Because yeah. I kept thinking, the fish guy. The fish well, he was the fisherman. Yeah, the fish king. Oh, yeah, they stabbed the fish guy. That's right. The mer guy. Are you the fish boy? Who's the mermaid? Did any of you think Triton when you saw him at first? A little bit. Triton from the Inhumans. Oh, oh. No, that's no. got to be part of Lori, Lori Lamar's uh, Murphy that we're, we're seeing there. Well, I thought they were going to, when they, he thought his dad was going to die when the final wave, or someone yeah. was going to come back and kill his dad, that was going to give him his agency to go and no, uh, stop the war. At the, very okay. end, at the very end, did you think that Orm was going to kill her? Atlanta? I was so, yep. so sitting there waiting for him to just like run her through or something. He was just like, I, I kept waiting for the turn so he'd be the bad guy again. Yeah. But. You know, I guess him and Aquaman are going to talk it out and okay, throw it out. You know, the moment that I wish had not happened in the movie was when they had when Orm and him had their first battle in the Ring of Fire. Sword of Fire, whatever. Trying to cash it out for someone. When Mira helps him out. Yes. That was like right out of Black Panther. Yeah, when Forrest Whitaker's character came in. And it said, that's what made me sit there and just like, okay, bam, I just got hit over the head again. What got me was, okay, so he broke his stick. Well, then the battle's over, and his stick breaks. 
because that that was what was kind of ending the battles in this. It's like you get the better stick. I'm sorry, to me, to me though, that battle. The thing is, is that. He was not the kind of guy that's going to sit there and go, okay, I've lost. He was going to sit there and go with his own two hands or, you know, whatever. And so it, it, it didn't suck as much as that moment did in Black Panther, which now hated that moment so much in Black Panther. I'm good. But here it was just, okay, I wish they hadn't done that, but I can, I can go on from there. Because he didn't get patently beat. He was just, yeah. Well, I knew at one point he was going to have to wind up in the trench to get the this monster we kept talking about. And at one point he was going to bring that thing back in. Um, I know he was going to you know, find the Lost Kingdom and his, his mom. And I didn't realize that was, was that the age Nicole Kidman in, in the beginning or was it a different actress? No, I was I didn't, I didn't, they must have de-aged him, I didn't rec- realize that who it was until I saw her. I love the, I love the little, uh, aquarium moment there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yeah, I, I did have a problem right at, right at first, not through that scene, but right after that, when they had the kid, I didn't eat it, they had the kid, and they're sitting there, you don't want to throw it in there, they're sitting there with the kid, and then suddenly the Atlantean guards appear, and they, they burst through the wall, and I'm sitting there going, okay. All right, so, and then the dad runs into the other room with the kid, and, and Rob and I both said this, he just puts him behind a box, yeah, and then he just leaves it, and then runs back to like, you'll be okay in this corner, yeah, you'll be okay in this corner behind this box, and I'm like going, yeah, no, if I were the dad, you know, I would be running, and I would be going back, going, that's my wife, and that's what my wife has to be running now, too. Instead, he leaves her to kick ass, which is totally fine, but more along the lines of it just felt weird that he put the kid down. And then came back like, okay, I can save now. You went to box. I'm pretty sure in, that, in the time that they were together, she was able to demonstrate to him that he was tougher than he just how badass all these people are. That's a good point. It still doesn't it doesn't mean that he shouldn't just keep running with a kid. Yeah, he wants to go get his hot off shotgun. That's just, probably the only thing he's going to give him any kind of fighting force. Go throw the kid behind the box. Random but box. I don't understand. Is why can't people knock on a freaking door? Right? You're afraid they're not going to answer it. Just knock on the door. Hey, we know you're here. We need you to come with us by order of the king. And if she slams the door in their face, then you blow the door down. But come on. Are they, are they that uncivilized that they can't use it? They can't knock on a door? It's a physical. Is there any explanation? I know the explanation in the comic why American could throw water because she's not Atlantean. She's from another dimension of the planet. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, in that one she was. In this one, in this one a different race. But it doesn't seem like any other the any of the other Atlanteans have any kind of powers. And she seems shocked that he could talk to the fish. It wasn't like, and I thought that was either, either because he's a direct descendant of the king, or it was like Namor and the hybrid gave him special powers. I think that Brian points that made a good point about the way that they swim and how that kind of relates to this. I think that every single one of them, with the exception of the ones that are fish and crab people, the way that they're swimming through that water, they're not doing the man from Atlantis, which is, no. you know, they're not undulating their body like good old Patrick Duffy used to have to do. They're just so cool, by the way. Which is still really cool. cool. But, you know, 
it's, he had webbed hands too. They're yeah. just they're just shooting through the water, and so I that tends to lead to me to believe that all of them have the ability to do certain things with the water, but only that one subset of Atlanteans have the ability to use it like a, a weapon. Like a, I wanted their technology to be more water based. Like the aliens in the abyss. In the abyss, yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with you. I think it's almost like that. Harry Potter. You know, some of them, you know, are uh, soothsayers. Some of them are really good at charms. Some of them are really right. good at potions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The first time one of them shot through the water, I was the first thing I thought was, I want to know what he ate because that's some serious gas. He's got jet and I thought they had a missed opportunity to, when they were fighting, to use the capes in some kind of way or fashion while they were fighting. Because of the way that they floated in the water, it was a perfect opportunity to point out no capes. <laughs> Did you catch that moment when his uh, mirror got the water away from the, the truck? And he goes and he rips the door off and then he whips around and his coat kind of does a Superman cape play. Yeah. It made me think of Superman the movie when Wallace is the end. No, but it looks really cool the capes and the Aquaman outfit. I loved it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I love it. I love the callback at the end. Sure, it is. Well, in my head, no, and it wasn't because of Jason Momoa. It was because of the intricate detail, the way that they the scales on the Aquaman suit. It did look like. I, I think the only person or people who would appreciate that is the person who does cosplay. Yeah, it did look like uh, um, the scale mail you can buy at Ren Fairs, uh, which is uh, like they'll have uh, anodized aluminum scales that you can. Assemble in whatever manner you wish. Similar to Captain America's scale shirt. Yeah. And they started yeah. later drawing him with a scale shirt. Yeah. Right. It was just really, really impressive. And, and the way that it looked, the shimmer on it, I could just see that in the water like you do a fish. When yeah, they did that a lot of bioluminescent. Yeah. And all that stuff looked really cool. It looked very. Marine line. It did. And realistic to a point. Because when you pull out a fish out of the water, you can just see the luminescence. Well, the, that white armor they wore had kind of a kind of a mirror look to it. Yeah. Right. It's toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, 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 was, that was a terrible joke. What I didn't like was when they, when they, when all of, especially her, when she's out of the water, her hair looked terrible. I know it was wet, but I wish she'd have done something like. And suddenly her hair looked better because it just looked like it, it looked natural what it would look like. She just got out of the water, her hair could be all wet and straight. But the same with his hair, at least his looks more. Yeah, kind of. Um, I'm not a huge wine drinker, but I can say the first thing I thought was, "What a waste of wine!" <laughs> I don't understand. So, yeah. Did everybody stay for the after credit scene? Yes. Yes. So, so now we've got. Is that the one? Just the one. We've got. We've got Doctor Shin, and we now have Black Manta, and we have them together. Now, in the in the Peter David run, I think it was. I'm thinking there was a second trident that caused Atlantis to sink. 
Moonforms. And Synth is the guy that knows the mythology. So that is Adelan have a brother also? It was Adelan's it was Adelan's other tritons is the way I can think of the story that I read kind of explained it. So that's a possibility for them to go off and do this again. Well, I think the more because what other villains does Aquaman have? It feels like they kind of they shoved them all into all the ones. You got it right there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, but the thing is, is that it, what is next in the DC? The DC Cinematic Universe. Are we going to see? Or is there going to be another Justice League movie? Because they've already teased the the Legion of Doom, and that would be the perfect place to have Shin. That would be good. That would be good to put them all in. The Shin character in the comic is he just supply Mantle with his tech, or what is he? Who is he? I don't know. Shin in the comic books was uh, a scientist who was obsessed with Atlantis. And actually, uh, we was, saw that. <laughs> actually, was so obsessed that he he knew almost more about their history and mythology and their lost artifacts than, they did. than the actual native Atlanteans did because he had researched so much stuff. Um, and he wasn't really seen as a bad guy so much as just a guy obsessed with finding things. You know that that's something you just you just made me think of something. We didn't see. Your average run-of-the-mill everyday Atlantean at all. We saw royalty. We saw soldiers. Hey, okay, you saw them in the crowd. In the crowd. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe we like to see people hit each other. Yeah, we like to feel the power. <laughs> there was like way to an idea of what everyday life is like there. You know? Is it a happy life? Is it just like, oh, water again? When's it going to stop? And, and I don't understand how they can live in the fact that they're breathing in the same water they're pooping in. <laughs> Thinking beings really would have a problem with that. Did you just grab lines from Big Bang Theory? No. no. I maybe. Maybe. I think, I think yeah. That's funny. Is that hot? The I don't know. There's something I've heard. Raj was riding the seahorse Aquaman. Oh, maybe. It, I have to say that it's something that I've thought about he doesn't for have a very learn. long time. I've seen this guy, the shark. Okay, Chris, go ahead. Um, one thing that I noticed is that he, he's able to talk to animals that live in the water. Why didn't he just get the pterosaurs that the, um, his little brother was uh, riding on and make it eat him? Well, it, it, he did a little bit of that. There was, there was some scenes where people were riding things like sharks, and the sharks went, No, I'm not doing this anymore. Take the guy off and turn around and ate the guy that was riding him. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it was because he had not, he was not familiar with dinosaurs. Well, maybe because he didn't have his staff yet. I thought he was a Green Lantern villain. Right? Yeah, he is. He's apparently he was a flash He's apparently considered one of Aquaman's rogues. But I mean, every person in the Justice League has brought Rod at one time or another. But you realize we finally got. Well, we got it in the third movie, but we got sharks with lasers on their head. Can someone give me a freaking laser? Sharks with freaking lasers. Laser. Uh, well, I mean, when it all comes down to, I think we all had a really, really good time. 
the movie was really enjoyable, and it, it was one of the better ones the DC has come up with. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of the better. And the, the success two. of this movie is going to dictate if they're going to continue on because it sounded in the last couple of months like you just want to. Well, but they, what have what they lost? Beneflex out is that? No, correct? not for sure. Not for sure. Not that was. Nobody is definitely out at this point. Henry Cable may still be a Superman in the He's correcting for at least one more movie. One more movie right. Which could be a Justice League movie, or he could show up in Suicide Squad 2, or who knows what. Let's talk about Suicide Squad 2. Which I didn't like the first one at all. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3. But with James Gunn aboard, I may like the second one. Yeah, well, that's, we like, that's, we like, that makes it in a different kind of a light. We liked it okay. I mean, it's something we'll watch every now and then. Well, Harley Quinn, of course, is the, is the best character to watch in the movie. She's the well, only reason to watch the movie. Well, no, Deadshot is serious. Will Smith is that, is that character just and I, I didn't really care for any of the other side characters. Boomerang was not really my idea of Boomerang. Yeah, they, they, did. they did a horrible job of translating him from the comics. Uh, the El Diablo character was okay. Is he an actual character in the comics? Yes. Yes. Actually, written by. Uh, he was drawn by Phil Hester and written by. Uh, they're going to kill me because I interviewed those two guys. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but so yeah, I don't. I don't know about Suicide Squad too, but with James Gunn on board, that's that's a good thought. <clears throat> but the problem is the Suicide Squad is so far off their core that I, I don't know if they're going to pull them back. And if they're smart, they won't. And right now, there's a trend in comic book movies to allow them to go all the way past the PG-13 rating scale. And if there's a group that fits that, it's Suicide Squad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Could easily be. Yeah. And <clears throat> well, Deadpool was another one. Now, we're I mean, talking about possibilities. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with James Gunn in control of, of, of Suicide Squad, too, we're going to see something, I think, better, a lot better than what we saw. Yeah. And then, of course, his script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, is, is just... Everybody is just falling all over themselves because they're upgrading it. Well, that's smart, though, get uh, Tiki, 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 Tiki Masala. He's, he's the guy that gets Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. He's the only one that really has the sensibility to take over right. for James Gunn. Yeah. But can he do that? And I absolutely love Ragnarok. It is. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies, period, superhero or not. I just, I absolutely love it. And, and, it, and it's pure escapism. Have you seen his, what they do with the shadows? No. I've seen oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. That movie has definitely seen it. I thought it was a series. It's the vampire. It's kind of a mockumentary, yeah. yeah. But it's got the guys from uh, Flight of Concord. Concord. And it's hilarious. And it's, it's so stupid. It's hilarious. It, it is hilarious. And yeah. you guys did hear who they put into the Swamp Thing movie? No. Blue Devil. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Who's playing Blue Devil? Is that Ian Zeering from, from Sharknado. But, yeah. Look. Well, who's doing Swamp Thing? Is it going to be just, I'm assuming he's going to be CGI, but I wonder who's voicing I'm not sure, but Blue Devil is, is the, was one of my favorite comic book characters from the 80s. And I loved the whole premise. I said, this, this could be its own movie. They should have made a movie of him. Like, anytime. He's an instant hit. 
He definitely would have some. Yeah, definitely they could do some things with him. Yeah, because I can't even remember. Is his name Danny? Is Danny the, the character name? Uh, yeah, it's, it's oh, crap. I just hope they get the right director. To I do, do have it, to so. say that it really, really reminded me of Greatest American Hero. Blue Devil. Blue Devil? Oh, yeah. He's trapped in the suit. Yeah, he's trapped in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're talking about trapped in the suit. What do you think about the Shazam? I've seen. I've never seen the trailer. I love that. I love that trailer. I, I love how stupid the silly it looks. It is so. Is that the right tone for Shazam? Is that the right tone for Shazam? Oh yes. They had to They had to make it big. It's big. It's big, but it's it's goofy and silly. Don't you think he should be a little more? Come on, the faucets. He's the faucet Shazam. Yes. It's a reversion of big. And the, the faucet Shazams were so silly. They were gonna have to either go goofy or. They're gonna have to go full miracle man on it, and you don't want that. Yeah, you have, you've got so many different weirdo villains in his stuff. Like he's got an intelligent worm that, that controls people. Yeah, he's He's got a big giant, a big giant caveman with a with a club that likes to knock people around. His his rogues gallery is full of this. Yeah, I don't. I know very little about Shazam. Right? Right. I think he's just going to and Black Adam. want just just. To Watch. Don't expect anything. Just go and put your worries aside and just watch. Have a laugh. I think it's going to be hilarious to watch. I'm curious how it's going to do with Baby Boomer because it was well, Baby Boomers and, and the generation before because they're the ones that made Shazam big. He was bigger than Superman wow. in, in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. And then DC Comics won the lawsuit against him. And you got him. Basically saying he's just a copy of Superman. And, of course, and then they, they put him on TV. He was, he, they actually had a serial back in the 50s. Yeah, man. And he would kill people. He would out. He took a machine gun and shot the Nazis. I mean, and then we then we had the very very family friendly TV show. Yeah, yeah. I watched that that and, yeah. that and ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. That. This is oh, ISIS Power Hour. But they had, I don't know why because no it was awful. <laughs> I know why. No, it had they, nothing to do with that. Special effects. No, I, I would admit when there is a female that caught my interest, and it wasn't ISIS. It wasn't that show. It was Aaron Gray in Buck Rogers, and it was Linda Carter. As Wonder Woman, but ISIS had there was I just liked the show as a kid that just had no clue about the universe and thought oh this is kind of neat and that was it. I, there was no Jeez, biological I'm, interest whatsoever in ISIS. I'm going to cop to being an ISIS ISIS fan and I'm going to also cop to being a, a fan of Electro Woman and Dino Girl. Now there was more interest in Electro Woman and Dino Girl than there was in ISIS. <laughs> I love that show. I remember sitting there it was about three o'clock in the afternoon, waiting for it to come on. I love the shiny tights. I like the fact that they had they had huge uh, boxes, boxes yeah. attached to their arms. Yeah, they carry around. that was pretty and cool. It takes an hour to fire something. We gotta punch in. We gotta punch these eight buttons. Don't let them get away. I'm that said, Marty Croft. Not so, I had the same level of low budget video effects. The Far Out Space Nuts, <laughs> The Lost Saucer. I like the Far Out Space Nuts. I didn't watch both of those. The Bugaloos. Bugaloos. Oh, yeah. Sick Rizzy oh
We've even driven just off the DC road. We've driven completely into like the I know, northern. It just made me think of Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Oh my that God. show, what it taught me was <laughs> in any situation, why? Don't tell the truth, why? <laughs> Man, that was, it was always, oh yeah, someone just tried to steal our house. <laughs> you know, I know why I like her hat now. Why? It looks like a cape. <laughs> <laughs> it is a super long sentence. I just cap. like it because it's so different. It's cute as hell. Well, I thought her, uh, back to the movie, was her, was Mara's dress, was that uh, jellyfish? That it was yeah, really I, that. I thought it was really cool. And, and the bottom the of it was tentacles. I thought yeah. I know those are living. Yeah, it was. And all I could think was, I really hope those aren't box jellies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uncomfortable. Well, oh, maybe it tingles for them. I mean, they're tougher than humans. So maybe it's just tingly. So maybe she likes her. He any sea animal. Do what he likes. Because he just said, hey, come over. I, I think I want you for dinner. Come here. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see that? There was a predator riding on a motorcycle on the TV. On the highway. What the heck? Oh, that's cool. Very nice. No, there is one movie that I'm waiting for next year. I didn't know he was going to be upset about that one. Yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. Now, if we're going to go down that nerd, nerd hole, I'm a huge kid. Oh, so huge. He said nerd hole <laughs> from way back when. You're yeah. a huge what fan? No. Vigdor. That's right. Vigdor. Vigdor. Oh, yeah. You don't know the story. Tell the story. Vigdor or Vigdor? I'll go with either. Okay, so... so the story is that Brian ran a, your father ran a, uh, a game where he, he made us, he, he, was, he made us role play superheroes. And I took over Japan completely. And not once did he have Thor come and attack. And that was my whole entire wish. My whole entire thing is I, I was, I was an American superhero and I went to Japan and took over the entire island waiting waiting for my opportunity and your dad never did it i told him that for the rest of my life in my business career i would be so so depressed that i would at some point in time snap and during a business presentation in front of like the board of directors i would probably come out and say well i'd like to present you with a financial statement but first I would like to fight Dora. and then and he did he told us all of this while we're sitting at a table and he had gotten no sleep for like 72 hours. That, that was a bad test I had to take. And he had, yeah, he had took a test and then he came back from the test. He was blurry eyed and he was uh, having a hard time walking in a straight line. And he was in a suit for his presentation. So he looked all sharp and he was like, oh. And he sits down at the table and he says, I want to give you a, a presentation on financial analysis. But first, I'd like to fight Ghidra. And he looks like he's, he's, I almost want to say drugged out <laughs> from like cold medication. His eyes are like red, the rings around his eyes are red. I mean, you are super he, tired. That's he's what, like, that's the thing. You're so tired, you feel like, and we're looking at him like, yeah. What the hell is going on with no, Mike? No one, no one, no one was like empathizing with me at all. And I was like, yeah. We were busy laughing. 
you guys because we were incapable of keeping a straight face after that. <laughs> no, uh, you had to say something about. Oh, is that a unicorn? That's the rhino horn. You gotta praise the horn. Praise the horn. Okay, okay. Um, but whenever we were, uh, did you guys see the trailer? Of? Oh, yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yeah. No, not exactly. No? I saw a, a thing, a splash, and that was it. I've not seen the entire trailer. They're doing it all. They are. They're doing it all. Yeah. You got Monster of Godzilla. I want Gamera. Are they going to have Gamera? No. Gamera's not yes, a different universe. Different, different company. I don't care. That's I want Gamera. Is that Gamera owned by Toho too? Nope. That's Toho. Toho is Dial. And what I'm hearing is, this is the third. There's going to be a fourth. It's going to be the final installment, and the fourth movie is King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Now, I'm inferring that Godzilla will win because it's the first film that Legendary made of a giant monster. Yeah, I think Godzilla. it's going to be a draw. I think it'll be like the original movie. Yeah, the original yeah, was, gonna a, be was a draw. It's going to be uh, hey, um, hey, Batman versus Superman. won the first one. It's going to be Batman versus Superman all over again. We always won the first one. There's no, it's no, a, a pop hotel of Godzilla winning in Japan. They love King Kong over there more than they love Godzilla. And lightning made him I remember them walking no, off in different directions. No, they rolled down up the coast into the ocean, right? You never saw Godzilla get out of that. You did see King Kong get up and swim out. Well, Godzilla's a mammal. He has to swim. King Kong, Godzilla just went into the water. They went there separate ways. And they showed the back his tail as he goes off in the distance in the water as a little wake and then they show Godzilla or King Kong going off in a different direction they never show Godzilla they don't show him they show the wake of him in the water I love it I remember seeing that obviously he survived because they came back in the next movie what obviously he's survived that's why they said it back in like he's still growing he's still growing Battle, and then at the end, there's going to be something worse that yeah. they have to fight against. It's probably going to be like it's time to make another Gargantua movie. It'll be Gihidra. Gargantua is already in this movie. Have you read the Have you read the IDW Godzilla series? They bring the Gargantua back. That artwork is so hit and miss, though. If the giant snow monster, what was that thing called? Hedera. Hedera, yeah. The smog monster. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The smog and monster. also, there could be. Uh, you've the got Kamunga. You've got. Uh, what's the big cat thing named? Kamunga's uh, the uh, dry spider. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, there's also a Gyrus that was a villain in some movies, and in some other movies he was uh, a Gyrus? He's a Gamma monster, isn't he? Gyrus? And Gyrus, no. And Gyrus? And the, Gyrus? In the uh, Gamma versus Gyrus? Gyrus. No, and Gyrus. And Gyrus is from Godzilla Raids again. And Ang Angulus. 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 Do you see the Angliosaur with the tail? No, it's Angulus. Oh, that's or how you pronounce it, but okay, I'm going to go by now. It depends on which dub you listen to. He rolls himself up into a ball and can... Yeah, yeah. 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 he's a giant rolling pony. He's like an armadillo. Yeah. Toss him on the hat. He's got Baragon. 
The movie? The new movie? Uh, no, from the comics. Uh, the comics came out after the movie. Yeah, but here's actually what, what happened is they based it on the comics of the comics from before. He watched his own parents die in a, in a mountain with a tiny little space on it. He saw multiple school colors in his pants. Alive. You. Wouldn't it funny how those school colors is taken as the name of the movie? <laughs> That's a stupid thing. I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> It was written for the trade. It was six Okay, so I just came from. We hope you enjoyed our show. This has been two, uh, two, uh, third degree burn. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. I'm Beth. Ryan Hughes. Mike Carlisle. Frank Canapa. Tim Elliott. And that is all. Have a great night and a pleasant tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gotta get burned at gmail.com that's g-o-t-t-a g-e-t-b-y-r-n-e-d at gmail.com drop us a line and tell us how we're doing if you're interested in any of the books we cover in the show just head over to tutufreaks.com and use the amazon link to shop this doesn't cost any extra but it really helps support the shows until next time this has been third degree burn